Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to this、uh, special edition of Truth and Movies, a Little White Lies podcast.、Um, regular listeners will know that、uh, we tend to cover the latest new releases that are out in the cinema. And as cinemas are currently not open for business, we are looking elsewhere for our stories and、uh, things in the, in the domain of cinema to, to discuss. So、um, this week, we're looking at a topic that is a little bit strange. And I think this, this episode might be. Um, a bit different for people who have maybe never tuned in before, but you know, we're using this opportunity to try out some new things and、uh, yeah, we're going to see how they go.、Um, the theme of this episode, I guess, a general theme is on the strange and bizarre and intriguing world of movie premieres. And、um, I think we, what, what the plan is for this, for this edition is to explore that world. In a slightly roundabout way,、um, through a, a little personal anecdote.、Um, I have a special guest on this podcast who,、uh, who is a first time guest,、uh, Mr. Tom Lamont. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Dave.、Um, Tom, how do we know each other?、Uh, well, we're old friends.、Uh, we went to secondary school together.、Um, I, I guess I would date our friendship back to. The mid 90s, 93, 94, when we were kind of 11 year old boys who had absolutely no idea how to communicate with each other emotionally, but who formed a kind of bond over pop culture, basically. The Simpsons and Mortal Kombat and Red Dwarf and, and movies and films. Is that, that's about right. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Yes. I mean, one, one thing to add, actually, which this might sound a little bit contrived, but you'll see why I'm mentioning it later on, is that、um, I think I seem to recall that when we were, when we were at our secondary school,、um, we'd kind of both paired off with other friends and then formed a little kind of gang of four. And then me and you kind of paired off, and then the other two guys paired off. So we, had, we did a little kind of partner swapping deal. Yeah,、like、we went full John Updike at the age of 11. We, we, exactly. We, we, we wife swapped. Exactly.、Um, exactly. Wow, we're, go- we're going there. Okay. This is. This I, is... I, I, I'm keeping it all anonymous. And, and,、uh, but but, but you, when you, there's a reason I've mentioned that, and, I, and I'll, come, I'll come to it later. But I, I seem to recall that one of the reasons why we、um, became friends was. Um, and maybe this would help in kind of dating our friendship as well, because we, we were both big fans of the film Demolition Man. Huge, huge fans.、Yeah. I mean, Snipes in general, I would say. Yes, yes. But, but, but there was just like total agreement on the apex of, 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 of Snipes and, and, and Sly's career being Demolition Man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we, 
were in mutual agreement at a certain period. I, 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 I must say my my interest in the film has lapsed a little bit, but um, I think we both agreed that it was the greatest film ever made at one at, 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 at a juncture in time in our in our early in our relationship do you know what's really insane is that the future as depicted in demolition man is now the deep past i mean like you know we're 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 a good 10 years on from um from 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 that utopia um it they didn't they didn't get everything right i'm gonna say in their no, prediction of the future. I think, I think to two kind of young schoolboys, sort of uh, pre-teen almost, um, what, what, what we were able to see in that film was, was literally mind-blowing, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 it, and, it's, and, and I think if, if nothing else, it's a film that was made for, uh, for long, long-term friendships to be forged over. <laughs> Um, so I, I like to think we weren't the only ones who, um, who no, sort of, no, no. whose whose founding text was was Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's held us in good stead, I think, and we and you know we're we're kind of coming up to the uh, oh, I mean, like we're, we're coming almost up to the thirty year mark, which is uh, wow. pretty daunting yeah. to even even say it out loud. Yeah. But you know, there you go. I just said it. Um, but um, I guess yeah. So so so. You know, we 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 were friends for a long time, and I think one of the one of the things that I, I we had in common were was a, a love of film, and I think we would, um, you know, as as most people did that age, uh, you know, I would come to your house and we'd go to various other people's houses and rent movies and watch them. I remember we watched um, we watched Basic Instinct. Do you remember this? We watched Basic Instinct in your front room, and uh, I my vi- most vivid memory of it, of this is that. Your dad came in and he wanted to watch the O.J. Simpson trial on the other channel. And uh, we were right at the big, you know, the muff scene. It was like, it was right there. <laughs> and so we were, we would have been, what, when was O.J.? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in, I can't recall the... Yeah, the, the, mid, the mid to late 90s, mid to late 90s. Yes, um, right, right. Oh, wow, yeah, no, I, I one thing I remember, I, I remember... Um, I mean, my my memory is is maybe less banal, but like le- so more banal than that. Um, in that, I, I remember that we rented a film after spending a lot of time in that in in the video shop near to your house in Palmer's Green. Video fair, got video fair, yeah. yeah. Um, next to next to Smokers Paradise, was it? Yeah, which it, yeah. which is, was in turn next to what? Do you remember? Oh God, no, no, that's a, the, that's a, the, the a cancer the, the cancer research. Uh, oh, foundation. of course, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, there, there was a cancer research shop and, sm- and a shop called Smokers Paradise next door to each other, which was was the subject of many a Time Out London caption competition. <laughs> uh, or, 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 yeah, you wouldn't believe it. But um, we, we rented, the, I think we rented the film Malice. Um, and, and I think we watched it with, with your mother and father. So it was, no. a, it was a kind of like family thing. Um, and no. I, I don't have any memory of that film, to be honest. No, but no, I, I, I definitely remember that your mother really liked it. Malice? Um, yeah, the film Malice. I mean, Joanna you could, Lamont, you could, do you really like Malice? Yes, okay. I, think, I think you can maybe, maybe check up with her. On I mean, that. I'm going to say that she would, there isn't a lot of like crossover between my mum's taste and the kind of films we were renting at the time. You know, she, she's not your natural demolition man sort of demolition woman <laughs> she's like a natural <laughs> demolition woman but i'm glad yeah. we i'm glad we accidentally chose one once that that did it for her 
So in case any listeners are, are thinking this is a kind of wildly indulgent, whimsical, um, whimsical two guys m- uh, remembering their youth, um, I, I think we should maybe like, you know, we'll start to kind of get get to the meat of the issue now, which is the, this this broader subject of premieres. And I guess before we go into the the main crux of, of this episode, um, I, I, I guess I'd like in, in terms of like your your place your place in the in the sort of journalism industry and the sort of stories you cover you, you i would say that you don't tend to necessarily get that much you know you the, the the world of world premieres doesn't really um come into your kind of purview not not <laughs> no, that was very daintily put and delicate but um no no it doesn't no i'm not i'm not front i'm not you know i'm not ca1 at the uh you know at all the at all the hot ticket shows no hmm. um oh i didn't I, mean that i sorry i didn't mean that as an insult by the way <laughs> i just meant uh, if anything that's a, it's a high compliment <laughs> um i've been to i've been to a few prems you know i've i've i've, I've you know I've, I've, I've got some stories to tell about prems well c- could you possibly just 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 to sort of give us give us some background here could you could you maybe maybe citing some examples give us a little give us a little example of like what 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 a kind of average premiere is like what what as a as a as a as an attendee what do you do when you go to this these premieres well i mean it's taken me quite a long time to work out what premieres are what they're for like why are they as seedy as they are like why are they as sort of unglamorous as they as they are um but this is this that, that's been like a 20 year journey i mean uh i mean, what, what, what tell me what did you think what did, growing up, what did you think the movie premiere was? Because I, you know, I, I sort of got it all wrong. Well, I'm wondering what you thought it was. I guess from a, from a sort of um, from a distance, from a disconnect, I definitely had this I, this concept of it as being like, you know, the 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 big moment where the 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 public uh, at large were able to connect with this film. Um, actually, you know what? I, that, I, no, that's that's not true at all. I don't know what I thought of it. I, I definitely, I th- that's what I think of it now because I know that's that's what it is but um yeah I, I actually don't I I'm I, I'm not sure I even I even thought of it that much I, I think my only connection with premieres were like seeing seeing pictures like seeing paparazzi shots in papers mm. of people doing doing the red carpet and I I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure I even knew that they would even that that what the idea that that watching the film was part of the premiere I thought it was just a kind of celebration with the people in the film I cuz well, the the I, I, we would see the kind of the morning after paparazzi shot in the paper, and I sort of always assumed that that was, you know, a tiny little postage stamp size piece of the puzzle. And the larger thing about premieres was they were these kind of coming out parties for the movie. They were like it was like a celebration for the cast and the crew, and like you know, and just the public were given this little window into it via the red carpet and the paps, and you know, and a little bit of you know, Gordon Smart or the 3am girls writing about it in the, in the papers the next day. My, 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 my history of, you know, sporadically attending premieres has slowly sort of torn away that illusion and sort of left me with the really sort of fairly bleak understanding that the entire point of the premiere is to get that column inch from Gordon Smart or the 3am girls to get the paps out and that everything else, everyone else was summoned to this thing, the the crowds and the and the and the fans and the and the and the and what crew show up and what cast are there is all just in the service of a sort of tiny bit of 
kind of tacky paper coverage, right? I mean, that's it. That's the whole yeah. point of the premiere. Yeah, I think because like the the critics would have seen the film earlier, maybe, and they would have done, you know, that there would be a junket um, where they could have done all their interviews and stuff. So there's no, there's no, there'll be no real function for for sort of journalists to be interested in that world. So like, yeah, and 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 at the same time, you you wouldn't take like getting getting sort of proper serious um analytical film coverage into the tabloids you know that was that wasn't the route you could take unless you were certain i mean you know there were there there, there were obviously certain films that the tabloids would be more interested in like you know the all saints film for instance which, <laughs> that, which i don't know why that's a popular what was that mind, called but, um oh god i can't even remember it was oh. quite it was quite guy richie wasn't it, it? it was one one word yeah like take oh. it or something well you know yeah or Shove it. <laughs> yeah, steal me <laughs> it was really sort of it was like snatch but it wasn't snatch yeah 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 but let, let, let's not look it up because i think it's better that we don't know it's better um, it's better we don't know well, well the, the, the 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 quintessential so I was just going to say that the, you know the quintessential premiere of of our youth of our childhood was was four weddings and a funeral and this is when like Liz Hurley wears a dress and they get you know days if not weeks worth of coverage out of it and that is like that was like the textbook kind of way you do it you kind of you get everyone writing about your movie that they haven't seen by you know the vehicle of middling celebrity yeah I mean, one of the things that I thought about um, premieres when I was young. Maybe I don't know if you agree or not, but like I definitely thought that the the very idea that I would ever go to one of these or attend one of these oh. would be completely. No, I, I thought this was it was like dreamland, an, an elite function. Basically. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I mean, you you might be able to like dress as a waiter or a bodyguard and like sneak in, you know, in some unfathomable sort of fantasy. But no way were you were you going to one of these things. Yeah, I mean, you or or I, I mean, I, I don't even know if I knew about like the idea of like prize winners getting to go along. But like, even even if there even if there was some kind of like um, competition, the idea that it my, my, in my mind it would be so difficult to win that it wouldn't even be worth entering because the the prize of going to a premiere would be of such high value. Yeah. Um, it, It'd be, it'd be the golden ticket in, in, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Everyone would be trying to get the ticket off you on the way there. It would just be, it's <laughs> it would like, just be it's bedlam. Like if, if Charlie had got all the golden tickets yeah, yeah. and, like, binned nine of them. You know you know, in um, in Saving Mr. Banks, the, the, the film they made about the Mary Poppins, yeah, making yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins, the, the, there's a scene where, they, you know, the premiere of that, there's, like, dancing penguins, there's, you know, there's, there's chorus girls, there's, like, fire eaters, and that, that is just... I, that would have been the case. That's what I thought it was going to be like outside, but also inside. You know, you're sitting down and there's just going to be like acrobats and, you know, tears and, yeah, the movie would be, yeah. Have you ever been to, so have you ever been to a premiere like that? Because I think I have been, to, I remember going to the premiere for um, Kong Skull Island. Ooh. Do you remember that film? I, it was haven't, like a kind I of, haven't seen it. It was the King, it was the King Kong sequel with Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston. Which I really, really didn't like at all. You wanted to um, like it. You wanted to I, like it. Um, I, I like. I, I. You know. I, at the time, I liked those guys, and you know, I, I wished them well. So I did. I did want to like it, but um, yeah, it was uh, that uh, they had a big kind of. What they'd done is outside the um, the the view 
Um, where I, th- I'm, I think it is. Sorry, not the view. The cine, the cine world, which is, used to be called the Empire, they had built a kind of um, fiberglass um, walkway thing that was not dissimilar to a, a kind of. Imagine if you were like at a theme park and you were queuing up to go on a ride for Skong, uh, Skull Kong, uh, Kong Skull Island. Mm. And um, and you and, and and you and you know it was all this kind of you know stuff from the film, and it were and, you know all these props and things, and there was a big wall that you could have your picture taken in front of, and you know there was there was uplighters and floodlights and all this kind of stuff, and um, you know you had Rick Edwards and Edith Bowman there doing their thing, and you know it did feel like you know there were there were like throngs gathered looking at what this 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 kind of site is and you know what and all the all the kind of create you know the amazing stars that were kind of going into this this premiere and um and then you get inside and it is it was literally like normal cinema like mm. you know, there was you the know, popcorn think, smell the the, the wet yeah, carpet it was, yeah. it was yeah it was nothing nothing more and uh it, it, so, so there is a kind of illusion element to it as well i think um what, 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 but, but, but you, you mentioned um edith bowman doing her thing and that that's the other like um the definitely the weirdest part of premieres by a long distance is that they tell you as sort of joe public to get there at a certain time and you excitedly take your seat and then you're kind of you're actually being tricked in and you've you're sort of being kettled at that point for like a good hour while you watch they sort of broadcast on the screen all the real important invitees who are coming in the celebrities who are coming in being interviewed by Bowman you know on the red carpet and you can sort of see this long trail of them almost like disappearing into the distance and more cars pulling up all the time and you're you're hearing them talk about how excited they are to be at this premiere but you're also just so aware of how long this whole thing is going to take before the before before they're in before they sit down with you Joe Public and someone presses start on the film you're you're you know you're I guess there's there's no going back at that point, but you just know how long you're you're in it for. And um... absolutely, I, I I mean I think that the the idea is that the hot that that it, it it's sold to you as a kind of evening out with the stars, and you know the the the, the idea that you would be sat there for an hour ninety minutes pre show with a little kind of you know prosecco or something and just sort of like look, <laughs> looking around and feeling kind of starstruck. I think that is like. With the you dancing know. penguins and the fire exactly, eaters, yeah. exactly. And then you know you, you've got this stuff happen. The stuff is like being kind of live relayed in onto the screen. So you're kind of, you know, the, the, you're being kept engaged. I guess if that, if if you're into it. But I, I've been I've um, been in some of these that have been sort of openly mutinous at the by the end of this period. Like I, they they made it. I with I took my um my two very young children to see uh, Frozen 2. Um, by the way, should we just say at this point that it, it, the, the only reason we get invited to these things is because we're sort of low-flying journalists who are around the edges of film and, and they just have a few tickets around the edges so they just every so often toss us a couple. There's, there's no sort of, there's no VIP status here. There's no sort of... No. Like, no, so 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 we're not, we're not we're not sitting next to like Lenny Henry or anything like that. You know, we're, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're, so. we're in the gods. But like, yeah, we're no, in the gods. Yeah, no, but we, I, I, I must say, I do get like, um, I, I don't get invites to premieres, but I get like, I, I get like alerts for premieres 
Like, so I know when they're going to be happening. So you can you can go and get an autograph if you want. And it's well, so I can. I, oh, so you can get on the Harris fencing. So I can ca- I can I can camp out for to get my my uh, VHS copies signed, and yeah. also, but but also I I can then I can basically apply for a ticket if I wanted to go. And I think occasionally when a film hasn't screened for the press, I think I I, I we've tried to go to a, a premiere or two or like maybe a. a um, being, being able to get an early peak of something prior to a press screening but like beyond that I, I haven't really you know I've, I've never been like we request the your presence at this, at this um, <laughs> well but that's uh, that's an impressive like impressively like professional reason to be going I mean I basically just every so often will get suckered into thinking oh it'll be glam it'll be amazing like you know even though I know that isn't the truth and I've been burned many times it, it, I keep going back and and this time so they invited me to, they had a few couple of spares for the um frozen two premiere which was um which is you know my my daughter's a bit big into the frozen franchise and uh, my son's too young to know any different so we, we all we all clattered along and i just assumed you know there's going to be a bunch of kids at this thing you, you know you look around the, the 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 screening room and it's just like full of sort of parent celebs and parent influencers and just you know just just a lot of kids and they still did the kettling thing so we're still we get in the doors you know the doors bolt shut and then you know bowman's on the screen interviewing um the real celebs for a good hour and it was it was it was toasty and there by the end of that hour i'm telling you you know the there was a little um a little snackette on the uh, on the yeah. arm of each seat and it was something like a kind of uh, goji berry and pecan kind of nutri bar and that was it and, and that was what we had to fight down the the unrest of a hundred under six year olds that's 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 an awful uh, logistical error i think on uh, on somebody's I, I hope somebody got fired for that <laughs> yeah. well it wasn't that long after that um the the president of disney you know sort of stepped aside so you know that might have that might have trundled up the who, up the who knows who knows I, he, uh, did you send a strongly worded email to, <laughs> a strongly uh, worded tweet <laughs> to, uh, th- i'd say there would have been some some strong tweets coming out of that screening room yes. i think Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I mean, I think this is probably as, as good a time as any to just sort of segue into the kind of, um, and I guess a sort of secondary discussion point uh, that 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 we should we should talk about is um, uh, a premiere that we actually attended together yes. way back when in the year two thousand. Yes, um, when we were in like the the. I mean, I'm shocked to actually remember that we were actually in the final year of school when we did this. Yeah, um, I, I think we just so, done our A levels. Yeah, so um, maybe, maybe I I don't know if you re- remember this, but maybe if you want to have a go at giving some like background as to how we scored the tickets and the film that we ended up seeing. Yeah, um, so I I've got like extremely vivid momentary memories from this day and then big blanks and so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best but um so remind remind us where you were because if you were working at at this place or or you're doing work experience yeah i I, I was doing work experience that summer or maybe it was a kind of summer job or somewhere in the middle with a film charity uh based near leicester square and i think as probably sometimes happens in the offices of film or or film adjacent companies someone said i've got these premiere tickets does anyone fancy them and you know you mentioned it earlier to to a couple of kids from enfield the idea of going to a premiere was was just you know this was this was Valhalla and i i can imagine myself you know pretty quickly out of that office chair to go and claim them or or possibly no one claimed them and I then sort of sheepishly approached and said you know I'll, 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 I'll take them off your hands do you remember me getting in touch and saying you know Dave I've got them I've you know we're, we're doing this we're going I do you know what I, my memory is that it was actually even more of a kind of drawn out thing where it, it was less a kind of I'm someone threw the tickets down and you nabbed them but there was actually more of a kind of you told me oh watch your backs I might be able to like score us some tickets for the for this for this film premiere yeah and um so I really uh, I I, like trailed it beforehand I like really yeah got the got the the adrenaline pumping yeah and this I think this was definitely before this was this was definitely before like text messages and stuff like that so um or it might have just been it might have actually just been it was. T- this um, was. This was. This was peak text. This was. Okay. Know. Okay. This but, was. But, but, but uh, also, text time, yeah. I think it's worth saying that this is some. This is summer two thousand. So like, this is a huge, you know, time for movies. I mean, this is like, you know, Gladiator. You know, come, come was coming or had come. Um, American Psycho. There was just some some really good stuff out there. In fact, let's let's dial back just very quickly because I think it's probably worth saying that like. Um, in in our in our kind of experience of going to see event films together, we we've had some pretty duff luck, I would say, because um, like 
the the first the first sort of biggie that I think that we were both super excited about and that we had got advanced tickets for and we went on opening night was um, Phantom Menace oh, and um, yeah and we both and we both really did not like that and and I, I seem to recall you were actually quite angry about it yeah I was, um, I was fuming Dave um, in, uh, and and I, I believe we saw that in the in the Finchley. Um, I, I don't think it was a view. It, oh, the Finchley Warner Village is yeah, where we went Warner to Village, see it. Yeah, and then, um, and then, uh, and then a couple of years after that, we'd probably um, gone the we'd probably gone the full uh, Frankie and Benny's beforehand. You know, the full yes, everything. the full leisure centre experience. Yeah, we, yeah, we were full ready retail for park this. experience. Yeah, and then, and then, but then, uh, so, and then we, and then we had this premiere, and then after that, I remember we we made a, a quite a big thing of going to see. Um, the Matrix uh, Revolution, no, Reloaded, the second yeah. one. Yeah. The, the, in, in, uh, I, I, we, I was, we were both in university, and I'd come to visit you cross country, especially to see this, especially yeah. for a weekend. And I, and I hung out with all your friends, and all your friends were with you as well, and they were all excited to see it. And we, I, we even um, travelled out into a kind of because I think it, tickets had been so hard to score because it was such a highly sought after film that we actually ended up travelling into the suburbs to, to see it. So it was quite a big yeah. schlep to, to, to S- see the Suburban yeah. Sheffield to see The Matrix 2. Exactly. We were, and we were all massively disappointed with that. So this, this, this sort of central fragment fits into a kind of a wider um, downward spiral of movie-going companionship, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I also think it's worth saying that, you know, we... We were on different tracks, I think. This is so in summer two thousand. You know, we're coming to the end of our school days, and I, I as I remember it, maybe you'll disagree. We'd had a kind of what we we'd aged at different speeds in our taste for movies, if if I can put it like that. You know, when we were eleven and twelve or thirteen, we just loved the same stuff. You know, there was just no question. You know that that perhaps uh, <laughs> accepting malice. I don't remember it. Um, you know, we, we, we just, we were just, we were just, we agreed, you know, that what was a plus, what was a, you know, we just, we just, we were on a level with each other. And then as I remember it slowly over time, I just sort of, I was a child with a child's taste and I just sort of stayed that way, you know, more or less into my twenties. And you just one night left school as a child with child's taste and you just came back as a grown-up and you suddenly liked sort of real films and you knew how to sort of cope with and understand films that had subtitles and films that were made in other countries and that didn't have fight sequences in them and that you know there was no obvious plot and you know they and and there was no sort of redemption at the end and and for a long time I just I, I I think I struggled with that a bit you know I think there was obviously the uh the great schism of 1999. Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? With, Are we talking about Buffalo 66? No, no, no. This no, no. You no. We're talking about God. I'd forgotten that schism. No, we. Well, I'm I'm talking about the great uh, Rosetta versus American Pie debate where we, oh. we had a we had a really sour borderline violent disagreement about what the best film of 1999 was. And ah. you, you know, just just quickly, you thought it was this very moving, powerful Belgian kitchen sink drama called Rosetta. And I thought it was uh, American Pie starring Jason Biggs. I'm coming off really badly here. <laughs> Do you think? You, I'm, I'm trying to pay you a compliment here. You, oh. were, you, were, you, were, you, were on a, you were on a path towards 
towards a life as a film critic. I mean, I was I was just sort of uh, my my tastes were were pretty flat. I would say, but but you know, I I I think sort of looking back now, I think you know, I I definitely can see the relative. I I have more of a kind of idea of the sort of relativity of that. Of, of of connecting those films and uh you know maybe it was naive for us to be uh arguing over with which, <laughs> which, <laughs> how, how american pie was, is superior to because i think you know in its own way and i'm sure if 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 you're sort of looking at it, it from a historical angle that you know each have their relative merits um but yeah, although um, although i was thinking about american pie and i'm just not sure it would bear much scrutiny you know through the eyes of 2020 i mean the 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 central scene comedic scene is more or less a sort of episode of revenge revenge porn i mean it's you know it's it's i don't even know if you could screen that film these days it's it's, it hasn't aged well at all um i haven't checked out rosetta maybe that has done better i would guess probably it has yeah it's pretty good still Uh, I, i i maybe wouldn't like Go go so far as to say it was like my favourite film of nineteen ninety nine anymore, but uh, you've you, you put me on the spot a bit there, so I'm, I'd have to go back and actually uh, uh, explore that that film. The, the only reason I'm bringing it up is that just you know that summer we were at a kind of crossroads. We we're about to go to different universities. We'd had this amazing friendship and this amazing history of sh- like a kind of shared love of films, but then we'd also had our bumpy moments in the road. And I was th- I I would have been thinking something along the lines of you know this is it. We're going to a premiere. This is this is going to be, you know, the night of our lives, and this is going to sort of paper over all those cracks. And but but just to just to let you know as well is even though I was I was maybe interested in you know starting to get interested in like foreign language films, indie films, and all that kind of stuff, I was I was like sincerely excited about going to see this this film premiere. Yeah, um, oh, me too. Like, you know, it was it was there was no like you know there was no like oh let's do it as a kind of ironic gesture. It was like you know. Oh, oh god we're going to a film premiere this is big you know like i remember thinking it just doesn't matter what the film's like because you know th- that's this not is, the point that's not the point here this is this is about the flamethrowers and the you know and the the chorus girls it's just yeah um so do, do you want to do you want to uh um name that film Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I had landed us tickets for the Flintstones prequel, uh, the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Um, as I remember it, you didn't think twice. You were in. You wanted to come see it. I in, wanted. I, I was definitely in. In. Um, we met. We would have what agreed to meet in Leicester Square, sort of a couple hours early, just to sort of so take it all in. Mm-hmm. Um. So do you remember the kind of the stuff that happened before the film? Well, yes and no. I mean, I'm aware that's partly why you want to talk about it. Um, I, I've i got patchy memories of it. I wonder how much I've sort of blocked out. But um, do, you, do you want me to do you want me to give my because I, I was more of a sort of bystander in the whole, you know, the whole the whole sort of scene. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I could sort of give my recollection and you can. Yeah. You know, if you have any kind of commentary you want to yeah. add. Um, so we met in Leicester Square, you know, right right there in the middle. Um, I think I, I, I seem to recall this was... Bef- um, yeah, I think it was sort of like 
just on the edges of the little kind of garden thing. I'm trying to even remember yeah. if there was a garden. Yeah, there, there was. It, is, it looks different now, but there was this yeah. kind of scraggy sort of bush-lined garden that was a mixture of tourists, homeless, um, people eating takeaway McDonald's. You know, it was it was pretty unkempt, you know, and it yeah. wasn't... No, I mean, nothing about... I, I sort of struggle to picture it now, Leicester Square, but, like, nothing, nothing about Leicester Square... Is or was glamorous, but this was this was when it was really. Oh, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of it was you know maybe to use that kind of term it was more kind of colourful back then, but like it was colourful. It, it, it's it's now completely kind of dead eyed there, but you know it's certainly more kind of you know family friendly. You know it's, right. it's all it's all about the M M&M store and Lego store. Did they have stuff. did they have M M&M M World in the year two thousand? No, 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 no. That was much oh, man. Later, pre pre M M&M. M. Pre M M. I mean that that set, that sets the scene perfectly, really. You know this yeah. was a this was a dystopia compared to now. There was no yeah. M M&M M this, this was the pre M M&M World cinema that yeah. we are dealing with now. So, um, I, hopefully, we'll get like a listener emailing in to set to, to set us straight on that if it was actually there in in 2000 so we'd want, we'd want receipts though to prove it yeah, exactly <laughs> um but I, so i remember that I, I can't remember the exact way it happened but you you um you know you, you'd met me and you'd come straight from your um uh you come straight from somewhere because you had you had your like uh, you had like a big rucksack with you yeah i'd probably um, come from the job that had given me the tickets. yeah 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 it must yeah so um and and you'd um and and uh and we i was waiting for you in leicester square and and i i don't know if you had uh, again i can't remember if we had phones because i because i remember like we'd agreed to meet at a specific t- point at a specific moment and, and 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 a specific time and you were you were running late and i and i was sort of just waiting for you and then after about like 40 minutes you kind of came came sort of stomping up in 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 a, in in a, in a bit of a rage and yeah. um and it it what had transpired is that you'd been kind of swizzed by by a bloke who was a con man yeah a, con a grifter man, yeah who who'd seen who'd clocked you and uh and and decided to take you for a, for a bit of a ride he'd, he'd spotted of, an easy mark he'd, you know i yeah yeah um, I mean, I was probably. I want to say I was distracted by the excitement of seeing Viva Rock Vegas, which was, pro- I hope, partly partially true. Um, but he'd also just spotted a mark. I mean, I was, you know, I was a know nothing suburban kid standing outside uh, a movie premiere yeah. <laughs> with my backpack. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I actually suspect, thinking back now, that you know. The, the the these these guys probably knew that there was going to be a big premiere happening and that would be their kind of like let's uh you know this is this is this is kind of prime time for, for oh do you think they planned it I mean, that makes me feel slightly better actually if it was premeditated, premeditated. yeah or if there was some if there was like a network if there were like meetings beforehand and they just like pinpointed the yeah. night of yeah. the viva rock vegas premiere as like that was going to be jackpot time i don't i don't see why not but like it was the thing where you, like, he says, "Oh, um, have you got like two two tens for a twenty, or two or or two fives for a ten? And you and you help him out, and he's like holding your two fives and your tens, like, oh, have you got a twenty for for for, for for this for these two this ten and two fives? And you and you're like, oh, yeah, here you go. And then in he's in, in some ways, it it was your classic uh, two yeah. tens and a t- two tens for a twenty uh, scam. Uh, con, but I also want to say there were original elements to it that might have 
influence me going along with it. I mean, did you get eyes eyes on this guy? Because in my in my memory, he was a kind of um, like. Dennis Waterman in Minder kind of figure, like kind of like, you know, brown of the jacket, sort of maybe yeah. like acne scarred, kind of quite, just like a real, like, sort of gimlet-eyed chancer. You know, there was a, yeah. there was just a sort of, he had a vibe. Did you, did you ever see him? I, I didn't, I don't recall seeing him, but I remember you trying to like explain it to me afterwards and not, just not understanding it. Yeah. Um, what had happened. Well, and because the, it was, the, it was a complex three-dimensional scan. Yeah, but also the thing. To, the, the, another thing to remember is like at that age, lo- dropping like dropping twenty quid Ooh. was massive. Dropping yeah. like thirty quid or forty quid was absolutely like you know that was devastating. That, that was, was that was that was huge. three CDs at our price. That was you know that that, that was that was a lot. Um, and I, I wasn't sure how much you had witnessed of the of the opening fate of Act One of 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 the Grift, but. It, mm, if we're entirely relying on my memory, basically what happened was I'd got there really early, probably just excited and standing there with my backpack on and obviously just looked like someone who maybe had two tens or could swap for a 20. And he's, and so Dennis Waterman from Minder kind of came up or this, you know, the comment like came. a tout. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the kind of friendly, you know, like in London yeah. and like, and, and I think I probably imagine myself as like someone who, had grown up in London, even though, you know, we did and we didn't because, you know, we, we, we were a 40 minute tube ride north and, you know, I, I, I didn't feel I knew London particularly well then. But, you know, we we were just we were doing our A-levels. I think we I, I probably had an idea of myself as, you know, a little bit grown up. I mean, I was extremely young for, for that age. But and so he said he he gave me the, you know, can you swap this note for this note that the the introdu- introdu- introductory scam but then there was this in- really kind of um involved and complex kind of adventure journey phase where it didn't all play out just in front of the Viva Rock Ve- Vegas premiere it, it like it sort of took in all these parts of Leicester Square and so he was like we got halfway through the transaction he was like oh you know I've just remembered I've got to get my I've got to get half of this from the cafe under Capitol Records or some, you know, or Yates is over there. And so we kind of had to follow him and he kept, I just got this image of him like looking over his shoulder. And so he kind... was basically trying to escape. No, no, no. See, this is what was the genius part of the grift was that he was playing it so slow and in a way that I now don't understand because he could have just, just blink and gone. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to a premiere. I'm not chasing him for the, for this. However hard it would have been to lose that money. But I, but he kind of kept me on a quite a close reel. And so I was always, we were always going together on this like adventure around Leicester Square. So we went to the first place and he had to like go in and speak to the bar manager of the Capitol Records kind of cafe. And then we, you know, we went in together. It was like, we were sort of doing this together. And then like, and he would be just like, one minute, one minute, one minute. And then he would chat, chat someone there. And then it's like, oh, you know, and there'd be an exchange of coins or, you know, th- there was definitely like money changing hands in, in this, in each of these stops. And then we sort of go on to, um, TGI Fridays or, or or some pub that was there. This sounds like an, a really involved like network of people who were all basically enabling him. I think it was you know that op- the opening scene of Mission Impossible where you realise that sort of everyone is in on the is in on the the double cross. And you're was, Ethan Hunt, basically. I was Ethan Hunt. <laughs> you, were, he, you were he, you were he, you were Emilio Estevez. Yeah. No, you were. <laughs> No, because you survived, so you were... No, I'm you Emmanuel Barrett. You were Emmanuel Barrett. 
<laughs> and and this guy's you know John Voight or or someone and um and so he leads me in my memory and I hope I you know I'm, I'm uh, it's all I've got to go on Dave but is my memory I, in, in my memory it even takes him the Trocadero which was yeah. like so we, so we kind of we're like we're still together we're still on this journey to like you know sort of I'm not even going to make money out of this I'm just getting my money back <laughs> and we're a good we're a good 20 minutes in by now. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I mean, it, I, you know, this is the first time I've thought about it for two decades. So, and um, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just waiting in in Leicester Square, yeah, looking at yeah. my watch, <laughs> thinking I'm literally not leaving because I'm about to go and see Viva Rock Viva Vegas, Rock and, Vegas yeah. and like wild horses couldn't drag me away from this premiere. But yeah. because let me let me just sort of fast forward a tiny bit because yeah. like by the time you actually did arrive back. Yeah. And you you kind of stomped towards me. He vanished. Like, he vanished to just to, yeah. you know to spoil the end of it. I mean, he you know he he eventually after six or seven stages did his usual like chatting to the manager or you know, but he just sort of went slightly out of sight and that was it. And I was you know that you know then then twenty minutes in the penny dropped. Yes. <laughs> and then and then you kind of stormed up to me and then you but and and your reaction was I was like what I didn't know what had happened so that like, you came up to me and your reaction was you took your backpack off and you slammed it on the floor and um and then what what had actually what you'd actually done is you had you actually had a uh, a very expensive portable mini disc player in the front mm-hmm. of your rucksack which you like literally smashed to pieces um mm-hmm. so so your losses from that kind of pre rock vegas um sort of you know advanced advanced um section were it were into the hundreds i think yeah it was my 18th birthday present um it was a lovely little mini disc player you had it was so little that you had to kind of attach an external plastic aa battery holder to to have any power in it they made it so small you, it couldn't power itself but um yeah i remember yeah. it well it was i was very jealous of it because my i had a mini disc player too and it was really chunky this was yeah. this this is definitely kind of nice era specific color. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> we were both fume. I, you know, I was kind of, you you were obviously livid. I was actually pretty scared of your your how how livid you were and thinking is this is it should we be going to see this film? But I think we should we call we it relent- off? Should we, we relented should we? anyway? And yeah. the and the sort of the little spark that we got from walking the red carpet was maybe a, you know it maybe made us forget it a little while. But then we did the, you know, we, we had to go through all the kind of preamble and sat in, sat in there at the Kettling and, and you know, we were, in, we were in the Empire Leicester Square for, for, you know, a fairly long time before things were kicking off, which allowed us to kind of rake over what had happened and get even more angry about the situation. Did, had, I, had I, in your memory of it, had I fully computed just how much worse, exponentially worse I'd made it, through my temper, through my sort of shame and outrage about the whole thing, but if I'd just taken the loss of the money, and and oh, I not, don't, I don't think not that, that... my beautiful mini no, the... no, no, but because I think at that age it 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 was so much more significant and valuable, and like I think it's it it, it had a there was a kind of rite of passage element as well because it's like not only did you have this were you were you the victim of this scam but you you it was a kind of moment of discovery where you where you kind of you know you you, you experienced firsthand the uh the, the 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 evil in the world you know london had bitten back yeah exactly it's like david lynch it's like you know you see you see the kind of white picket fence and uh and 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 you know toothy grins and smiles and 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 you know 
uh, but actually underneath it is a, is a cesspool of hate and uh, <laughs> uh, and murder. You know, so like, um, do, do you know? Do you remember what they were? Do you remember what? I, I, I want to test your memory. Do you remember what they were wearing and what they how they were outfitted? How they'd outfitted the extras who were sort of attending the 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 premiere? Do you remember what they were wearing? Uh, I don't recall. No, I think I was too scared of of, of, <laughs> of your kind of mental state at the time. Or the my, my only memory is that we were sat behind Vanessa Feltz. Oh yeah. Um, so pre Feltz, just before we got to Feltz, um, we had to go past these kind of I guess like bodyguards or bouncers or kind of just like ripped men, um, like in rows of them who were all wearing um, plunging um, leopard skin sort of I guess like smocks or moo-moos or something and all holding giant white uh, plastic bones because it was Flintstones a Flintstones film they were keep you know they were they were um, it was the, it was mise-en-scene to create with, with like metal baseball bats hidden inside probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> because I think they were doubling as the guys who were there to sort of you know check you're not you haven't secretly brought in a, a, a sharp digicam to film the whole thing and um they were trying to encourage people to like nibble the bone as and and like take pictures with the bone and like maybe with the you know with these guys and like and just sort of get get into the Flintstones vibe of the thing. So to go from, you know, really, for me, like your 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 first like adult experience of deception and loss and sort of monetary loss into you know within seconds into this kind of lobby where, you know, uh, suntan men are trying to get you to nibble a baseball bat sized white bone was you know I mean it was it was it was up there with the more surreal moments of my life that that's got to be a real kind of mind <laughs> mind warp <laughs> I want to say something rude there but I'm not going to um, Jim Davidson so, was there as well do you remember that yeah 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 and steps and steps um, were there yeah yeah of course they were you, d- you didn't get many premieres I would guess in summer 2000 that steps weren't at but I'm glad, I'm glad we, I'm glad we clocked, clocked up steps as well. So, um, and I'm sure there were probably, because this was like, you know, at the height of Big Brother as well. So I'm sure there were a couple of Big Brother people. No, you know what? I know, you know, I was thinking this, it, this was, this was the innocent days, days before Big Brother started. So we were, we were just, this was the end of like popular culture really, as we like knew it. This was like the end of the nineties, you know, ah. Big Brother was just about to start. And, and, there was a sort of certain type of celeb there that was that I, that I now think of as quite innocently kind of pre-reality, pre, pre, you know, it was, it was like, um, like a GMTV presenter and, you know, Jim Davison and his entire family. I want to say Melinda Messenger was there. It was that kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? It was like, it was a, it was definitely a messenger-ish event. Yeah. 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 We didn't last long in the film. Um, no. I think, I think a mixture of the, the film's, uh, low quality and uh, <laughs> and the, the the kind of general atmosphere and all and, and, and kind of residual feelings that had maybe boiled up, it, perhaps aided by the low quality of the film, uh, or catalyzed further, uh, led us to walk out um, about thirty minutes into the film. I mean, I I actually today rewatched the well, I, you know, I, I say rewatch. I watched the film because I haven't actually officially seen it because we walked out <laughs> after thirty minutes. So. Well, you, did you want to know what happened? Was it like so you suddenly I, got I, the I urge? To, I wanted to watch the film as a kind of deep research thing and and just to pit, and pinpoint the the moment that we left. And um, there, the, the 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 kind of very basic plot is it's it's you know you you're, you're with Fred and Barney and it's before they've they'd married Wilma and Betty and. Um, 
weirdly, Alan Cumming plays an alien, a little mini alien who's who is sent to Earth to to to, to sort of ex- examine their mating rituals. So you're getting so that so um, Fred and Fred and Wilma are getting together, and you've also got Alan Cumming, who only Fred and Barney can see as well, which is a, a, nice, a nice little twist. Um, Wait, why do they go to Rock Vegas? Why is so there a Rock so Vegas? There, so there is an so Wilma is actually heir to a a, 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 a huge fortune, and there is a kind of chiseler guy who wants to get married to her so he can buy a buy a casino there or he he owns a casino but he he's 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 massively in, in hock to to some loan sharks and um so he needs to marry wilma to be able to like keep his his casino afloat so he invites her and fred and barney and betty for like a, a weekend there and mm. and, and that sounds like, suspiciously like Vegas was offering some sort of tax break to make the, to make movies that why yeah. why, why? Well, there's no, there's no there's no I mean it's not very you know there's no there's no actual you know beyond the the, the sort of thing that like a, a, a you know like an eight year old would know about Vegas there's no actual like you know literal connection to Las Vegas so um, it's like it's a depiction of the kind of gambling industry with the most kind of broad brush strokes and. Um, you know, using lots of um, uh, cliches and and whatnot, but um, but it's a it's really quite it's a really bad film. It's a it's one of those interesting films where it was like in that age of like early CGI, but mixed with like prosthetics. So so for me, that makes it a little bit more interesting because there's at least some kind of visible artistry there. But although one of the things that is really kind of jarring about the film is that you can see everything is like made of fiberglass. So that kind of takes you out of the, the fact that you're meant to be in, you know, the prehistoric era. When when we were um, at school, we were obviously obsessed with uh, Johnny Vaughan's film reviews. And he used to give, do you remember this? He used to give like films, uh, one out of five dogs or two out of five dogs. Was that, what, what would you give? Well, how many dogs out of five would you give uh, *Big Rock Vegas*? I, I would say it was it was for me it was like a one and a half dogs because because I think it was it's a really terrible film, um, made made purely for for like cynical money grabbing means. Um, I mean that, uh, but but I but I like some of the kind of production design on it and and it and it looks like a relic. It looks like a film from two thousand, and I think that's that is is that's a good sign. It's got a kind of historical value to it. But like one of the one of the reasons they did make it is because the the original with John Goodman and Rick Moranis, um, they made for like forty million and, and it and it and it yielded like three hundred million profits. So it was a huge huge success. And this one they made for eighty million and it made forty million. So they lost forty million on it. So so it was a it was a huge flop. In, interesting uh, bit of trivia as well um, is that not only did it get nominated for a lot of Razzie awards are you familiar with the Razzies oh yeah oh yeah yeah did it um, win did it win uh, i don't think it won any but it got nominated for a whole clutch um but then it also got nominated and this is quite a rare thing for a lot, for for another um film awards called the stinkers which is which is, which is exactly what it sounds like it's a kind of Razzies a lesser it's like the if the Razzies are the Oscars this it would be like the, the stinkers of the kind of Golden Globes yeah this is the Screen so Actors like, Guild Awards exactly so like yeah. this, this so, so it got nominated for a load of stinkers as well and deserve it if you ask me Alan Cummings especially I mean Alan Cummings career I mean this is a, a more a bit of a tangent but you know he did this like a year after he was in Eyes Wide Shut uh, which is like you know doesn't even bear thinking about really going from like Kubrick to 
to, to Viva Rock Vegas. To Rock but, Vegas. You know, did, so did Cummings... Such, such was, is the life of a, of a character actor. Did, did, did Cummings uh, come to the premiere? Was he there? I suspect he was, but I don't remember. Again, I think we were so in our, in our little zone of, like, what the hell's just happened that we weren't really taking account of, of, of that. So, you know, this, this was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the chat to a close now. Cause we're kind of nudging, nudging close to an hour. So, um, Oof. but yeah, this, this was the story of our, of our trip to see Viva Rock Vegas. And it hopefully gave, uh, some wider insight into the world, into the strange world of movie premieres. Um, Tom Lamont, thank, thank you so much for giving me some time to, to chat to you about this. Thanks man. Um, you can get you can get in touch with us at, at Truth and Movies on Twitter and Truth and Movies at tcolondon dot com via email if you have any comments or or questions. Um, as that we've got a little page on our website as well. And uh, again, thanks to Tom. And uh, this has been a Seven Digital production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 